Did you know that you can have unshakable self-confidence? I'm Sherry Brazier. I'm an advanced certified style coach, personal wardrobe stylist, and seasoned hairstylist. I'm on a mission to teach women everywhere to see their true value and create self-confidence on the inside and then help you dress that way on the outside. Women just like you are craving strategies to dress your body shape stylishly, tools you can use to help you love yourself and process disappointment and overwhelm, all while still looking put together when you leave the house. If you're ready to figure out your personal style and learn the tools to help you build and create more self-confidence, then you are in the right place. Let's get started. Today, we are going to talk about a subject that is really important and that I get a lot of questions about. And it's probably one of the things that I coach the most on is how to begin to love yourself. So we're going to talk about that today. So the most important relationship that we have is the relationship with ourselves. Now, I've talked about this a lot, and I'm going to take you just a little bit deeper today with it so that you can really get into the the reasons why it's important, and then what you actually need to start watching for in your brain to try to begin to love yourself. So these are going to be things that you're going to need to pay attention to in yourself. It'll give you some really good ideas of some areas that you need to watch for. So the quality of your self-esteem lies in three areas, and we're going to talk about those today. When you understand these three areas, you will be able to grow your self-esteem and your self-confidence by leaps and bounds. So let's get started. The first area that we can find issues with our self-esteem is the expectations we have for ourselves. Expectations is a good word to start with, and then we'll move into what expectations really mean. So what expectations do you have for yourself for how you should or shouldn't be? We have these expectations for ourselves and we have them for other people. Having expectations of ourselves and for other people isn't, not, isn't necessarily a bad thing. We have an expectation for our children and how we want them to behave, what's acceptable in our homes, what we want to teach them, and maybe what we want them to learn, and how they show up in school and the grades that they get, and how we treat each other in the world, etc. We have an expectation for ourselves to not put harmful substances in our bodies, or put ourselves in dangerous situations, or to not use certain language, or to have a certain level of manners, or how we want to treat people. But we also have a manual for ourselves, and if we don't follow it, we punish and shame ourselves. There's not really a difference between having expectations and having a manual, But when I use the term manual with my clients, it seems to hit them harder. We feel justified having expectations of people. We mistakenly call them boundaries. But when you phrase expectations with the word manual, it just sounds a little harsher. But it actually is more true. You have expectations for your husband, 
versus you have a manual for your husband. There's no difference, but you'd agree that you have expectations for him, but you would resist that you have a manual for him. Am I right? We all know intellectually that we can't control other people, but we still try. And maybe you even think you're succeeding, but ultimately you're not. Because when you control another person, they are not doing the things you want them to do because they love you and because they want to. They're doing it out of obligation and to resist your judgment and shame. Don't fool yourself in thinking that because someone's following your manual, it's because they want to. We'll do more on manuals in other people and with other people in another episode. So how this concept applies to ourselves is not much different. You would agree that you have expectations of yourself, but you would resist that you have a manual for yourself. But these are the same, my friends. For example, you have a magic number that you're holding yourself to on the scale. And manual number 101 states that if you aren't at that weight, then you're a failure and everyone is disappointed in you. You won't work outside the home or bring in income for your family in some way because in your manual, that's the husband's job. You think you'd be prettier if you had thicker hair or your appearance was different in some way because in your manual, attractive women have thick hair. You're not a good mom because you yell at your kids. And in your manual, number 25, it states that good moms don't yell at their kids. We all have a manual for ourselves. I'd like to invite you to take a look at that manual and decide if it's realistic and helpful. Are these expectations slash manual items helping you progress or are they actually the biggest reason that you're stuck? We all have a manual. Maybe the number on the scale that you have in your manual isn't realistic right now. Maybe the season of your life warrants a few extra pounds because you want to spend time that you have on something other than weight loss. This doesn't mean that you will never spend time on weight loss. It simply means that you have other priorities right now. Set a date in six months and revisit that to see if you're ready to tackle that. Then use your brain to focus on what is the priority for now. There's lots of options between hardcore dieting and complete apathy. So don't allow your brain to go there. Make your brain work for you. Make your brain find ways to stay healthy without extremes or complete laziness. You can do it, I promise. I'm really good at this one, so reach out if you need some help with it. Do you have thick hair? Did God create you with thick hair? No? Then this manual item is not useful to you and spending energy wanting thick hair and trying to get thick hair when it's physically impossible to achieve is only eroding your self-esteem. Do you really not want to yell at your kids? If they're headed for the stove 
and the burner's on, do you not want to yell at them to stop? When your son is beating up his brother, do you want to speak to him softly and ask him to kindly stop punching your brother? The real issue is probably, I don't want to yell at my kids when I'm tired, when I've had stress in my day, when I'm making dinner. That's when I don't want to be yelling at my kids. When my emotions are under control, then I yell at my kids. Isn't that closer to what the truth is than just, I don't want to yell at my kids? We create these rules that set us up to feel negative emotion instead of feeling something wonderful. When you can accept where you are now and have a realistic plan to move forward, it's much easier to gain traction, to love yourself completely. Your expectations can be useful when they're used as a guide to give you direction. But when they are used to punish or shame you, then it's not helpful and it is eroding your self-esteem. The next area that we're going to talk about is unconditional love. Unconditional love is a gift you give yourself. It's for you, from you, and it makes your life easier, not harder. Love feels good. If given a choice, most of us would choose to feel love towards someone over any other emotion. Yet most of us don't consciously choose to feel love. Instead, we choose to feel disappointment or anger or frustration. Every time we dislike someone, we are choosing to feel dislike. Dislike doesn't feel good, my friends. It's not a wise choice. It's a painful choice. But we pretend it isn't a choice at all. We act as though we don't have any control over how we feel towards someone else and that their actions control how we feel. This isn't how life works ever. Our thoughts about others and their actions determine how we feel. And when we choose negative thoughts, we will then feel negative emotions. It's an incredible gift that you can feel good whenever you want. You can feel love whenever you want. Unconditional love is not for saints or people who sacrifice. It's for anyone who wants to feel amazing. The same is true for ourselves. Every time you dislike yourself, you're choosing to feel dislike. Dislike doesn't feel good. It's not a very wise choice. It's a painful choice. But we pretend it isn't a choice at all. I have many clients that tell me that they're trying to love themselves, but it's just so hard. Do you try to love your kids? I mean... I don't know, if you have teenagers, then maybe yes, you, you are trying to love them. Maybe that's not a good analogy. But honestly, even when you're trying to love them through a phase that they're going through, you still love your kids, right? Love is an emotion you choose for yourself. 
when we start to believe that how we feel isn't a choice, we get ourselves into trouble. You'll find that some powerful work happens when you ask yourself, how do I want to feel about this situation with this person? Let's say most people will say, what do you mean? How do I want to feel about it? I want them to change and then I'll feel better. We think this about ourselves too. When I say, how do you want to feel about yourself? Well, when I lose 80 pounds, I'll feel different about myself. While there are some things that you're going to feel different about after you lose 80 pounds, there's still those expectations that come in and the judgments. And I'm telling you, it's not easier here than it is there. I have some questions that I ask my private one-on-one clients to find out how much love they have for themselves and then how they can increase that to the 10x level. If you'd like to talk to me about this, I'd love to have a free mini session with you. Go to my website to find a time that works out for you and I would love to give you um, some free help on how to unconditionally love yourself. So head over to my website at sherrybrazier.com and you'll find um, the calendar and you'll find this stuff there. When I do this work with my clients, sometimes they'll say, well, I guess I want to feel neutral or I want to feel indifferent. So of all the emotions available to you on the planet, indifference is the one you want. What you're telling me is I can't wait to feel neutral about myself. Neutral does feel a lot better than anger or frustration or shame. And it's definitely one of the emotions that we can aim for when we're in a severely negative space. But if you could choose any emotion to feel about yourself, most of us want to feel amazing. We want to feel excited. We want to feel peace. We want to feel love. Love is one of the best emotions any of us can feel. In the relationship with yourself, that feeling of love is always available to you. Many of us decide we don't want to feel it. That if we genuinely love ourselves, then we'll be prideful. But that doesn't make any sense, my friends. Why would we choose not to love ourselves? Why would we choose not to feel love towards ourselves? Love feels amazing. Why are we denying ourselves that feeling? We say, well, I don't love myself because I don't get up early and exercise like I want to. Or I'm not feeling loving because I yelled at my kids when I was exhausted from a long day. Or I'm not feeling loving towards myself because I should have known better. Or I'm not feeling loving because of some horrible thing I did. The truth is your choice not to feel love for yourself is only hurting you. A lot of us think that when we love ourselves through our mistakes, when we love ourselves in spite of being perfect all the time, that we'll just sit around and be lazy and watch Netflix and eat cinnamon rolls. That is just simply not true. When you are feeling loving towards yourself, you will be doing all the things you love doing. All the things that make you happy and feel fulfilled. 
you're not going to do any of those things feeling neutral. We get locked into the idea that we can't love ourselves because of what we did. The truth is, you get to feel love whenever you want to. Nothing that you do or don't do can ever deny you that feeling. And that's the best news ever. It's amazing that we get to choose how we feel about ourselves. The next area that we're going to talk about will, that will help you learn how to begin to love yourself is lovability. Your relationship with yourself is based on your thoughts about you. You are 100% lovable. There's nothing you can do to be more worthy of love. If you don't love yourself, it's a reflection of your choice not to love yourself, not your lovability. You are the object of your love, but your lovability will depend on your willingness and capacity to love yourself unconditionally. How you treat yourself reflects your thoughts about yourself. Having an amazing relationship with yourself is simply a commitment to think awesome thoughts about yourself. It sounds so easy. Why is it so hard? It's because our brains are conditioned to look for the bad and to judge. We spend so much of our brain energy judging ourselves that we have very little energy to love ourselves on purpose. This is an unconscious habit that's tricky to break and society doesn't support self-love much. People might look at you funny when you say you're amazing, but it's not bragging. We are all amazing and we should spend more time talking about how amazing we are and less time talking about how we aren't. We can't take credit for our amazingness. God gets that credit. But we can take responsibility for recognizing how amazing we are. Because of this, we can have an amazing relationship with ourselves. We won't spend time arguing and putting ourselves down. We can spend time loving and encouraging and acknowledging ourselves. It's so much more fun than the alternative. This one is the most simple but the hardest to grasp. We spend so much time looking and seeking for approval from others so that we can love ourselves. But that's not the way it works, my friends. You have to go first. You have to start loving yourself hard, especially when you mess up, especially when you think you've failed, because you are the only one that can generate love for you. Other people can't do that for you. Love is an emotion that we create for ourselves. Self-confidence is a state of being. Thinking thoughts that create self-confidence and then believing them is a skill. And it's a skill that we have to develop over time. And by using these three areas that, that we talked about today, figuring out what manual items you have for yourself, what expectations you have for yourself, if they're helping you be successful, or if they're actually the reasons that are keeping you stuck, 
and then unconditional love and what does unconditional love mean and how can you direct that towards yourself you get to choose that you get to choose to unconditionally love yourself you unconditionally love your friend your best girlfriend and you see all the mistakes that she makes you see all the mistakes she makes you see all of the times that she's not perfect and what do you tell her that you love her anyway and that those things don't define her do that for yourself that is unconditional love it doesn't mean that you're going to just let yourself off the hook if you are unconditionally loving your best girlfriend when she messes up does she just automatically start abusing you no she doesn't unconditional love feels good it's the best feeling that we can even have and then understanding that your lovability is already set you are a hundred percent lovable right now sitting where you're sitting doing all the things you're doing being all of the bad self you're being you are a hundred percent lovable right now okay my friends use these three areas spend so much time thinking about where you are in these three areas and i promise you you will 10x your love for yourself i promise this is true this is the work that i have done for myself and i continue to do i'm continually finding manual items that i have for myself and my manual items most of them were set when i was younger it was like well this is what we've always done this is what this is how i've always just been taught my mom did this my mom did that you know she did it this way she did it that way she taught me this she taught me that some of the most of the things that my mom taught me i have continued to keep with me but some of them i have turned into manual items for myself that are not useful and i use those manual items to shame myself and to punish myself when i know that was never intended by my mom when i was growing up i know that but as i've looked through my manual items that i have for myself and really understood and asked myself where they came from if they're serving me if they're true if they're not all of those things i've realized whoa I took some of the things that my mom taught me that I actually really like and they make me a better person and I'm now using that as a bat to beat myself with. So it's, it is some really crazy intense work when you find the manual items that you have for yourself. This, the manual exercise that you can, that you go through for yourself is also really good to go through your, through with your loved ones. Figuring out what you have for your husband, let's say, the manual that you have for your husband, the manual that you have for your kids. Oh, goodness. Goodness. Guys, I've recently done both of those. Gone through and figured out what my expectations are for my husband and what my expectations are for my kids and realized that some of those expectations are not serving me. They are actually hurting my relationship with my kids and they're hurting my relationship with my husband. And I'm telling you, ouch, that one hurts. 
But when you're honest with yourself, and if you really truly want to get through this, and you want to have a better relationship with yourself, and your kids, and your husband, and your people, then it always is going to come back to you, and how you're thinking, and how you're feeling. It's always going to be the reasons that you're, that you're showing up the way you are. So, thinking thoughts that create confidence, and then believing them, is the magic of the universe, my friends. Self-confidence is a state of being. It's a skill. And these three areas are going to teach you how to do it. So, like I said earlier, I do have these in worksheet form. All three of these areas I have in worksheet form, and this is what I go through uh, my self-confidence one-on-one program with my clients. So if you would like to get in on that, I have the study of you worksheets. Um, I've got the manuals and unconditional love and lovability, belief. I have lots of different worksheets that we go through. I just walk you through each one and we meet weekly and you get to bring all of your things and all of your questions and your breakthroughs and everything to me weekly on our weekly call. And I help you through all of these things and it doesn't take very long to have a shift in your mind but you have to consciously want it. You have to seek it out intentionally. And you can do it on your own to a certain extent. I tried to do it on my own and I really kind of ran around in circles actually. But when I found a coach myself, that's when my world changed. And it's never been the same. And I'm so grateful for that. Reach out to me if you want a free mini session and we will get a time set for you to do that. If you would like to coach with me, we can talk about that on your mini session call. If you would like, if you just want the free mini session and go through something that's on your mind and not sign up for the the one-on-one program, that's fine too. The mini session is not a sell you into my program call. It is legit a mini coaching session where you will get my help. We will shift whatever is going on with yourself. And if you don't want to sign up for the paid program, you don't have to, but I'm still going to offer you some coaching in that free mini session. There's no strings attached. I want to help you. I would love to give you some practical things that you can learn and 20 to 30 minutes can actually change your life more than you think. So schedule the call. If you'd like to try it out, go to my website and schedule a call. All right, my friends, that's what I have for you today. And I will see you next week. Have such a great week. Bye. If you're ready to create a life and wardrobe you love and feel confident every day, I want to invite you to join my program, Style Mastery, where you're going to learn how to make it even easier to love your life and the way you look with me right by your side. You deserve that. Just head over to www.sherrybrazier.com forward slash join style mastery. I'll see you there.